Welcome to the Law by Dan podcast. I'm Dan and I'm thrilled to have you here for another episode where I delve into a variety of legal topics with great lawyers. Today, I have some exciting news to share. This episode marks an impressive milestone with a staggering 15,636 downloads of our podcast. Now, this achievement reinforces what we already know, and that is that legal insights provided by our guests hold genuine value. As always, I encourage you to show your support for the lawyers who contribute to this podcast by seeking their help if you have a legal matter related to any of the things that we share in this podcast. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, I want to bring a couple of other important updates to your attention. We've recently given the Law by Dan website a fresh new look, and there's much more to come. If you find yourself in need of legal assistance, you'll find some relevant links on the website. For law firms interested in joining our growing network, there are some exciting opportunities available there as well. And additionally, lawyers who wish to be part of the podcast can find all the necessary information by visiting Law by dan.com and simply following the prompts. Now let's hop into today's podcast. It probably comes as no surprise that the term statutory demand is one of the most Googled legal phrases. Well, to find out what they are, in particular their use in debt collection, I'm with South Geldard Lawyers Director Gordon Stunzer. So Gordon, what is a statutory demand? Uh, thanks, Dan. Look, a statutory demand is, as the name implies, um, a demand which is made under statute. It's a formal legal document which a person issues to another person whom they claim owes a debt to them. Um, and it's issued under the Corporations Act, so it only relates to companies and not to personal debts. Um, I'll talk about that further on um, in this this podcast, but that's an important distinction to have in mind. Once the statutory demand has been issued, the person who receives it has 21 days to respond to it, either by paying the debt or applying to the court to have it set aside. Now, it's not something you can ignore, either as the person issuing it or the person receiving it, and action has to be taken one way or the other. Um, if if the, the debt is not paid or not answered, then the company upon whom the demand has been served is deemed to be insolvent. So a statutory demand is really a precursor for the winding up of a company. It's not necessarily, or strictly speaking, not necessarily a debt collection tool, but it is often used in that sense. What it does do is set you up for an application to the Supreme Court to wind up a company in insolvency um, and then collect your, your debt along with all other creditors um, in that winding up process, which is liquidation or receivership, depending on what comes from it um, and what the court orders. Um, and you can understand that these things can be used for, for good or for evil, and the process really is full of pitfalls for the unwary on both sides of the equation. So practically speaking, are they an effective tool for debt collection? Dan, uh, yes, yes, they are, and also no, they're not. Um, yes, they are in the sense that they are very powerful. Um, if you have no doubt that you are owed the money and there's no dispute as to the, the amount of the debt um, and that person just simply doesn't want to pay it to you, then yes, this is very effective. Um, it really forces the hand of the recipient 
to do something, either to come to you and to talk about how to manage the payment um, or it forces their hand to go into court and either have it set aside, um, which if they win, obviously, is not so good for you. But if they fail, you can take it further and have that company wound up. It's not effective as a tool if there is a dispute, and you have to be very careful about that. It can even be a matter of timing of uh, of the debts or the invoices, um, or there might be a serious debate about whether the money is actually owed or not. If that's the case, these things can blow back in your face quite spectacularly and leave you open to not only losing the amount of the debt that you're claiming, but also exposing you to costs of the court if it is heard before a judge in the Supreme Court. Being absolutely certain that you do have a debt owed to you is if you've taken the matter through to a, a smaller court like the Magistrates Court or the District Court and got orders in your favour uh, that the debt is owed to you, then that's unequivocal. I would certainly issue a statute of demand in that case. If it's your first step, I'd be very wary um, as it can have negative consequences and quite perverse outcomes. What about the pros and cons, Gordon, of actually issuing a statutory demand? And yet, look, as we've discussed, there are uh, good and bad sides to a statutory demand. The pros of a stat demand are, are pretty simple, actually, that they've got legal enforceability. It is backed by the Corporations Act, and it has that time frame. It's irrevocable. So once the process starts, it has to be answered. The 21 days is set in stone and if that date passes then you do have that deemed insolvency of the the creditor what that means is that often they will come to you and negotiate it it's immense leverage in that negotiation phase and that certainly is used in many cases to extract that debt out of that person it can be very cost effective um, until it gets to court there really isn't a great deal of expenditure to you apart from having your lawyer draft the the form, um, making sure you've reached the threshold. Uh, at today's date, it's $4,000 of the debt. Um, and then drafting affidavits in the correct order um, and appropriate affidavits to support that that claim and then, then issuing it. It's not filed in court until such time as it needs to go further. Uh, in terms of, I guess, the speed, it's, um, as I said, an easy document to prepare and issue, and you don't actually have any real court process unless the debtor disputes the the debt um, and tries to set it aside, or the 21 days expires and then you take it further and have that company wound up. In terms of the, the cons, um, Notwithstanding its the speed and the the lack of cost or the manageable cost in issuing it, the the effectiveness is only really as good as the depth of the pockets of the the debtor. Um, although you may well have a strong case, if there's no money to be had, it doesn't matter how good your your forms are or how good your case may be, you will simply not recover anything, and it'll be a a hollow victory at best. The biggest risks or the biggest uh, cons to these are the risks to you if there is a dispute. A statutory demand can be set aside for any number of reasons, and one of those which I've alluded to already is a dispute. If there's a genuine dispute about the debt, 
you will fail. Um, all the person needs to do is take that to the Supreme Court and demonstrate that there is an argument or they have a right of set-off, that is, they claim a debt against you. They can claim there's a deficiency in the document um, and that can even be in the forms of the affidavits that they're sworn before the demand or before the debt is due. Uh, so there can be technical issues that will trip you up um, and there can be practical issues which will trip you up. The other thing to consider is the relationship you have with that person. Often you want to apply some pressure and some leverage to get the debt paid, but you still want to have a, an ongoing relationship with a supplier or a contractor or a subcontractor. These things um, will certainly um, make that relationship very strained. Um, to receive one forces you into action and you know that this person is really attempting to, to kill your business. To come out of that with a relationship that can can survive and can enter into future contracts is pretty unlikely. So I think that is also a consideration that has to be at the back of your mind, at least, uh, when you decide to go down this path. So is it something like a, a surgical airstrike or, or can it be overkill? Dan, both of those are really quite good analogies. Um, they are a surgical airstrike um, and can be very precise when all of your ducks are lined up, you've got a judgment debt in your favour, there's no dispute and the person simply does not want to pay you the money and, of course, they have the capacity to pay you the money. In that case, it's a very cost-effective, speedy and powerful way of recovering those funds. In terms of overkill, if it's used for evil, as I said previously, the courts look upon these things very dimly the courts will actually protect a debtor from the misuse of a statutory demand. Uh, a stat demand is not, strictly speaking, a debt collection tool. It is a precursor to a court action to wind up a company. Now, the courts recognise that that is an extremely drastic and far-reaching action to take upon a business. Often, these businesses have employees and support a number of families, and the courts are loath to allow someone to misuse that power. In that sense, it has been described by some judges, particularly in the local Supreme Court in central Queensland, as a nuclear, a tactical nuclear missile um, overkill. And in that particular case, the judge was quite scathing of the person who had used the statute demand regime to try and extract a debt out of a dispute um, over money. So, yes, it can be quite precise and effective, um, but if used for evil, then expect to have the full force of the courts come down upon you and pay the costs of the other person in court and everything else that goes with it. So, yeah, look, proceed with caution. Um, both of those are, I think, quite good descriptions of what they can be. So, Gordon, if somebody was uh, listening to this podcast and they've received a statutory demand, what should they now do? If you receive a statutory demand, you need to act quickly. Uh, these things can't be, can't be waived, and that 21 days will continue. Um, and if you don't answer it um, and don't set aside the statutory demand or don't pay the debt, then, as I've said, 
your company will be deemed to be insolvent and you'll have a battle in court to prove that you aren't insolvent and shouldn't be wound up. That in itself is going to be an enormous cost in terms of dollars and time to your company. And we will we'll certainly talk you through the process as to what you should be doing. If the debt is owed, and there's no doubt about that, our advice to you will be to, to pay the debt or make arrangements to pay that debt. Um, even if we have a payment plan, that statute of demand will sit there um, and we'll have to have some deed in place to prevent that person from acting on that, that demand and winding the company up in the future. Uh, if there are some deficiencies or if there is a reason to set it aside, we need to know that as well. Um, and the threshold for doing that is fairly low. So if you do receive it and you do have a debate about what the, the debt should be, even if it's we acknowledge the debt but we think it should be less than what you're saying, that's sufficient for us to take it to court and set this aside. We need to look very carefully at the, the form of the demand and the affidavits that go with it because a technical deficiency is sufficient to have these things set aside. Uh, the short answer is act, act quickly, collate your documents and take it to your accountant and to your lawyer and make sure you are either ready to pay the debt or take action to have it set aside. That's something we can assist with and we have done for many clients in the past and we've acted for clients on both sides of the fence. So it's something we're familiar with and quite comfortable dealing with. Now, if anyone listening to this podcast has questions, they can reach out to you and the team at South Gildart? Of course, Dan. It's it's what we're here for. Um, our commercial lawyers are all familiar with this jurisdiction and can assist. And if um, you do have a lawyer in our firm already, certainly talk to them. If they can't, can't deal with it themselves, there'll be another lawyer who specialises in commercial matters and insolvency who's able to take it up. This is really just a, an overview of what is involved in such demands. But um, if you have any questions, certainly uh, go to our website and find the lawyer who you think will be the best fit for you. Uh, I'm certainly able to assist and would be happy to and give us a call. That was Gordon Stunzer from South Geldard Lawyers. You can reach out to Gordon, as you said, at southgeldard.com.au. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Law by Dan podcast.